I have to mark that. Yeah, man, out here is uh, yeah, everybody, you know, I did it for a reason, too, you know, to have everybody come on out and uh, enjoy the ride out, you know, and uh, basically, you know, uh, scoot over a little bit. Basically, yeah, there we go. Basically, to just reflect on a lot. No, you good, you good. Right here? Yeah, that's good. Uh, just basically reflect on mm-hmm. a lot of shit. You know, excuse my words, minister. You know, I ain't religious, bro. Well, you know, <laughs> that's the thing. I got a real relationship, but I ain't, ain't religious. My man, my man. Welcome to Street Recovery. On this uh, episode, my man, my homeboy from back in the day. Back in the day, Brian Ob. What's up, bro, what's up, man? Man, you got it. Uh, you know, we bumped in each other. Uh, mm-hmm. What about four or five years ago? Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, "Well, what is the brother doing in the studio?" You know, I ain't want to ask questions. I first thought I said, "I'll say he owns it." Well, he's an engineer. If he's an engineer, cool, because I got little cuz right here. I, all right. Well, then time go by, and I started uh, seeing you post years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, holy hip hop, uh, Christian hip hop. I said, "Oh." That's what he's doing. I say, he's on the wave. I say, uh, this is about to be something special. So I start tuning in. At the same time, uh, right before we bumped into each other, my nieces sing gospel quartet. Mm. So when I saw you and your movement, I say, he's on to something. Mm -hmm. Uh, Holy Hip Hop, you got a new single out. Uh, It's a new day. Mm -hmm. What's going on? Let us know. It's a new day. <laughs> so we can look at this from, from from two different ways. A new day came to the world when Christ Jesus came on the scene, right? Mm-hmm. But also God allows us to do different things in different times and seasons, right? So sometimes we can be in a season too long. Mm-hmm. And sometimes some things won't change and shift until you understand that you're supposed to be in a different season. He don't never want us to be in the same season forever. Now, I've seen a season can can last a couple years, yeah. a couple months. You know, I don't know. We don't determine the, the times and the seasons. But when there's a change in the season, there is a shift where you can detect, like, wait a minute, something just happened. Yeah. So – it's a new day is literally um, the 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 teaching that I'm under. My apostle, I'm being trained as an apostle right now. Actually, um, we should be done with our ordination course um, in April of this year, sometime okay around there. But what music is missing is positive, clean music. Yes, and the prophetic. Okay. Yes. Now listen to this part. We saw the lives of Biggie Smalls and Tupac Shakur literally right on TV, sniped right before our eyes. Yes, we did. How did that happen? Through the, uh, I'm gonna say through the energy of the music. Absolutely. But they spoke it. Yeah. Both of them spoke it. Tupac got so many songs about his demise. Yes, yes. What was Biggie's last album when he was standing behind the hearse, ready, bro? Ready to Die. Bro. Yeah. yeah. That's life, simple. Yeah, Life life After, Ready to Die, and what was it? Life, life After, after death. death. Something like that. Yeah. But Ray Charles can see that. Wait a minute. Yeah. 
Proverbs 18.21, I believe it is, if I misquote it. It said that life and death are in the power of the tongue, and they that eat it shall have the fruit thereof. So if you speak something, be looking for it to happen. Yeah, we this hear it all the time. We- this, this what's going on with music right now. These yes. rappers out here talking about shoot them up, bang, bang, I, I take, I come and rob you, I do this, I do all this stuff, and they got the kids repeating what they're saying, and now the kids start doing what they saying. That's what happened to us. You know, like me, bro, I didn't I didn't I didn't walk into the streets. I didn't go to the block. Yeah. I went to the block because I saw dudes up on the valley low in, in, in EC up yeah. on Sean Hayden standing there and I wanted what they had. So I went that route and it almost cost me my life. I was you know, never a killer. Never let's a killer. get in let's get into that. Mm-hmm. Um we're from a city. Used to be one of the only, so it was only really two black suburbs mm. in the country. Yeah. One was in Chicago and the other was East Cleveland, mm-hmm. uh, which was, before everything hit the fan, was a great black suburb, mm-hmm. 60s, 70s. Great black suburb, great high school, mm-hmm. great culture. Mm-hmm. We come from a place where uh, elementary school, you know, at an early age, we were taught black history. Yep. Uh, and this is just all of the elementary schools in that mm-hmm. uh, in that system. So we come from a place where uh, education was, you know, was pushed on us. Mm-hmm. Our parents moved there, you know, to provide better for us. Somehow, when uh, early '80s come around, everything took a turn. You start seeing green grass and. Uh, beautiful homes mm-hmm. and now you're seeing uh guys on the corners lighters flaring up from the dope fiends yep uh and we seen this go from everything a parent could dream of for their kids mm-hmm. to america's worst nightmare mm-hmm. and just just like that maybe two three years but let me tell you, bro, where it all starts. Look at where it Go all ahead. starts. What we all like, what we all love, music and movies. Yes. And if you look at the system, man, you know, I could talk about this all day because this is literally my ministry when it comes to music, taking music back from darkness, bringing it back over to light. I like some of these rappers. I yeah. like some of their beats. If they would speak some positive music, man, yeah, yeah, really, they God will really bless them, and they'll be elevated. They wouldn't have to wear those uh, those fake VVSs. A lot of these guys have good, yeah. <laughs> some of that, a lot of these guys have good character, real, you know. A lot of them yeah. have they have got good heart. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Kodak Black, uh, for instance, yeah, sounds like a good kid. You know, he wants to have a trucking company yeah. and loves his mother. Yeah. On the other side, you see him. Who got him? You know, ah, oh, man, he Hood was. Got him. Uh, the music, you know, we get into these discussions every time on the episode. Mm-hmm. How much of the music has got us to where a point we feel that we can't escape uh, our situation in black America? Now, music is a trap, bro. Let me tell you something. Hip hop music. Well, yeah, not yeah, just hip hop yeah. music, but well, let me be very careful with that and make sure I cut that right because there's some inspiring music. Yes, there's some music that that speaks about political. There's 
you know, back in the day, we had uh, what was they called? Black poets or something yep. like that. Tribe called we Quest. Pro righteous, pro righteous, poor righteous. Teachers. Teachers. Yep. We had some people who was really even Chuck D and Public Enemy, man. They yes. were talking about fight the power, man. They was for for our our community and willing to fight and walk the streets like MLK. Yes. And and lay their life down for it. But if you look at the power of music, man, and and where we are now as a country, these kids. Not just the kids, adults. adults. We get up in the morning. First thing we do, is put them earpod, put them AirPods in, right? Or we put them Dre beats on, right? Mm. And we listen to music, and music controls everything throughout the day. When you take them ear, them, them earphones off at night, what's on that TV is controlling you. So literally, it's so important about what we see and what we hear. Mm-hmm. I saw things I shouldn't have saw as a child. Yeah. I heard things I shouldn't have heard growing up listening to N.W.A., Ice Cube, and them talking about dope, man, dope, yeah. man. I wanted to be the dope man. They talking about carrying guns and shooting people. I wanted to do that stuff. And do you know that stuff almost cost me my life, man, going down the wrong road, listening to the wrong, a music, lot of wrong music. Yeah. You know, um, we see these things, mm-hmm. and for some weird, for some strange reason, we don't want to work for it at that time. Well, even now, we don't want to go and get a job and work for it. We want it now. We want yep. that's like Quick, that. Easy money. Easy money. Mm-hmm. Well, um, what do you think? Well, it, it started before us. Let's mm-hmm. just say, sixties. There was the heroin epidemic. Mm-hmm. Um, all this, as a lot of my guests say, was a design. Mm-hmm. At the same time, me personally, it's a decision. Mm-hmm. Either you change your situation, go get a job or be more creative and come up out of it or you fall into the trap. But places like uh, big cities, New York, where in the 60s and 70s, there was no jobs. Mm-hmm. So what are you to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, by design, I don't know, man. It's 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 a study that we continue uh, continually need to dive deep in. This is why we have these conversations on here. I'm trying to better understand this for myself. What, you know, what the hell kind of uh, situation did we put ourselves in uh, grabbing the bait, you know, and not thinking about the kids, the grandkids, you know? Uh, I ask everybody, do you think this drug epidemic uh, in black America it's one of the biggest uh, genocides, mm. genocide on the planet. Mm-hmm. Well, I look at it like this, bro. Yeah, it's a it's a big problem, especially in our community. Mm-hmm. You know, we were seeing that stuff back then. Yeah, but we can go in so many different directions with this. I look at it as if everything is spiritual. Mm-hmm. Light and dark, good and evil, God and the devil. Yeah. So God got a plan, but the prince of the power of the air got a plan either, and that's for people to do what? Kill other people. Yeah. John 10, 10 say the thief come to kill, steal, and destroy. Mm. So, But everybody want to blame God for everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. Man, it ain't him, but you also got to understand that there's a ruler down here in the earth addicting people to drugs. One hit gets stuck. Yeah. God, I smoked water, PCP, for yeah. years, bro. Was selling it and smoking it and came off of it. They put me in a mental hospital. Told my mind would never come back. But by the power of God, bro, I got restored. My my mental is so sharp right now at 47 years old. Mm-hmm. But I've been through it. But you said something very powerful. 
choices. Mm-hmm. We got choices every day. That's really the greatest power that we have mm-hmm. is to wake up every morning and decide what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, they're ready to change, but they're not ready to change their choices. Is it because of the they don't have the influence around them? Mm-hmm. more to uh, guide them in that direction? Could be that. Because, uh, listen, we go into the penitentiaries as, as well, right? Yes. One of the things that I tell these brothers, I tell them, man, you cannot go back to the same block. You cannot go back to the same circle. You cannot go back to the, to the same crowd. A lot of times you can't go back to the same female if she don't have potential to be your wife. Mm. You can't go back to the old trying to do new. It's a new day. You cannot go back. You cannot... Roller skate backwards and forwards at the same time. You have to make a choice on which direction you're going to go every day. And it has to become a part of your life where your mind is transformed that every day, no, I'm not doing that. I'm doing this. And they say it takes how many days to create a habit? Three weeks, a month, something like that? Yes. 21 days, something like that. So as you, man, let me tell you what I did, bro. When I first started going to church, and I ain't scared to share my testimony. Mm-hmm. I would go to church, go to my cousin, get the get the bag, smoke, go home, watch T.D. Jakes, and read the Bible. Mm. Go to church, go to my cousin, smoke, go home, watch T.D. Jakes, and read the Bible for probably a couple years, right? Okay. After a certain amount of time, I was going to church, reading the Bible, Watching T.D. Jakes. Mm. I didn't even realize. (laughs) Watch this. I didn't have a desire for the weed to be taken from me. The desire, the addiction, he took it from me. From yourself. And you didn't even know it. He took it from me. But I went to him as I was, and I was honest around people. Like, man, I'm struggling. I'm smoking miles. I'm smoking cigarettes. I still drink occasionally. You know what I'm saying? But I went. A lot of people got their mind made up. I ain't going to God. I got too much going on in my life. He can't help me. That's where you mess up at. You got to believe in something Mm -hmm. or the addiction, whatever it is, will take you out. Yeah, definitely. I, I, how often do we do we see that? And now with this fentanyl out here, bro, it's it's even worse. That stuff you, know, you can touch it and fall out. This is me and uh, one of our our classmates mm-hmm. was uh, speaking the other day, and uh, we were talking about a lot of the young folks uh, on a lot of this fentanyl and mm-hmm. everything. A lot of them. Uh, Chemical imbalance, okay? From back in the day, a lot of guys cooking the crack in the house. Mm-hmm. So crack in the house releases a type of fume, a type of toxin mm. into these kids. Mm-hmm. So now these kids are growing up. We don't know what the heck is wrong with them. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's, why is he acting like this. And then first thing a lot of, uh, a lot of us parents do, ADD, you put them on another chemical, which is now, I was reading about this uh, a few, but maybe 10 years ago. Uh, Now these kids are on this chemical. Mm. Now they're getting took off of this ADD, Ritalin or whatever. Now they're adults. What are they going to look for now? The other stuff. Something else, another form of dependency. Yes, and you know, by this going on, it's creating one of the one of the worst drug cultures 
I'm going to say because mm -hmm. uh, a lot of them, they don't, they they think they know what they're doing, but they don't know what they're doing. The decision making that they're choosing. Uh, Umar Johnson said this: when they're on these uh, chemicals, they're these chemicals are designed to make uh, make them make poor decisions. Mm. And I had to think about it. You know, you're in your right mind. You're not gonna make the right. You're not decision. gonna make it. Yeah. Mm. You know. So. You know, year after year, these kids been experiencing this from sometimes birth. Mm -hmm. uh, crack babies, as they mm -hmm. call them. Weed babies. Weed babies. Alcohol. Yeah. You know, Ecstasy all these babies. chemicals yeah. uh, they've been grew, they've been bred with. Mm -hmm. And now we look at it like, what you know, what's going on with these kids? Hey, you know what's going on. Mm -hmm. You were a part of this. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of us aren't accepting responsibility for this. So we got to, you know, got to blame ourselves with a lot of this stuff. We can't blame them. Uh, it, it's it's one of the situations where I'm asking you, how can we come back from uh, everything that we went through from 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, all the way up to now, black America? Mm. How can we come back uh, and heal from this uh, culture that we've been living under? Two words, come together. That's the problem with us. Mm -hmm. We won't come together and stand for nothing. If you look at what Martin Luther King and them did, mm -hmm. they came together. Yeah. And they stood on what they believed. It was how many people walking with him? <laughs> Thousands, millions, right. you know, right. across the country. But what they did not understand is what they did, every footprint that they put on the gravel, in the sand, wherever they went, they were leaving a mark, mm -hmm. creating a legacy for things to come. Things got a lot better as they opened up their voice and spoke and began to march. But the most powerful thing that they did, they came into agreement. Yeah, God gave him something. The people around, God gave him something. The people around him came into agreement with what God gave him. Mm -hmm. The power of agreement. It's a scripture that if two of you shall touch and agree concerning anything on the earth, it'll be done of our Father in heaven. So as the as the black community and the, the black culture, we I, I think if we come together and begin to do things together, we can win. Yeah, I mean, all we have to do, have a common, we, we don't even have to have one common goal, mm -hmm. come together. Mm -hmm. That's just it. Kids coming up, provide a positive image. Yep. Um, let's get into this. Coming from where we come from, the city out there, uh, we've seen some influential people doing the wrong things. Mm -hmm. um, where did you make that left turn at coming up out there? Oh, man. 17 years old, I can see this as clear as day. This is going in my movie, The Road to Destiny. It's a book and a song and a movie. Mm -hmm. Autobiography. Um, 17 years old, going to Shaw High School, getting letters in the ninth grade from Akron University, mm -hmm. Xavier, other uh, colleges saying, hey, you know, we've been following you for a little while. If you keep your grades up, by the time you become a senior, we might can get you a scholarship, you know, so you can come out here and uh, play on our campus. I'm so excited and everything, man. Mm -hmm. 17 years old, bro, got introduced to the wrong person through the wrong person. Mm. Got introduced to the wrong person through the wrong person. Fell in love, and uh, 
I found that going over this person's house and spending time with them, it was a young lady that I, it was like my first love, you know, at that time, very gullible and weak in that area yeah. because I wasn't experienced relationship wise, you know, yeah, a pillow talk on yeah. the phone back then, you know, <laughs> now nah, they got the iPhone, yeah. you could literally sleep with them. <laughs> on the, my kids. Anyway, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> but man, got introduced to the wrong person by the wrong person. And I, I felt like, School was a waste to me, and I was wasting my time. I had more fun around her and her family, and that's when I got introduced to little bitty joints mm-hmm. or the monkey paw weed. Yeah. That's when I got introduced to Wild Average Rose. That's when I got introduced to Hennessy at 17. Mm-hmm. A lot of people I know growing up in the hood with us, they had been hip to that stuff 12, 13, 14, 15. Yeah. I was corny. I ain't get hip on to it until I'm 17, Later on, almost 18 yeah. years old, right? But I was in 11th grade at Shaw. I dropped out. This is so crazy, bro. When I dropped out, literally – a few months later, almost died in the streets. Mm. I was with this young lady that I'm telling you about, and she had another guy that came from another state. He didn't know much about here. He was addicted to some drugs, but he wasn't afraid to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he, um, I saw him one time, and he tried to get me away from her, and I was like, I'm not going nowhere, bro. And, and, uh, he shot my car up thinking that I was in the car. I had tinted windows on this uh, 79 orange Mustang, right? Yeah. And he tried to kill me over her. And he shot the car up. I wasn't in the car. I was in the window watching him mm-hmm. when, when he did it. And uh, I heard a voice, bro, tell me, don't go to the car. Go next door. And I went next door and stood in the window and watched him circle the block three times and shot my car up in broad daylight in East Cleveland, bro. You had a sign. Mm-hmm. You had a sign. Mm-hmm. And you continued to go where where you were going in life. Mm-hmm. What made you, uh, a lot of us, ignore these signs? What made you continue to keep going in that direction? Because every trouble I got in, he always showed up. Every time I got in trouble. And it's a very, very powerful scripture that says um, he's a very present help when we in trouble. Mm-hmm. I got into a lot of trouble very young, very early, mm-hmm. very early, 17, 18, 19, 20. Had my first case by the time I was 21. Literally mm-hmm. got caught a gun case, you know, and... Um, Got in trouble for that. But every time I got in trouble, he showed up. And he was warning me the whole time, showing me. And you were ignoring the sign. I was ignoring it. But how many people ignored the signs and didn't make it? So his grace kept me. Bullets flying past my head in broad daylight. In and out of the penitentiary three different times. With my best friend at 8 o'clock. He, you know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. He, he got killed at 9 o'clock. I was the last one with him. Went through hell, bro. Literally. But it wasn't nothing special about me. It was because he had already planned out my life. Yes. Before I knew anything about it. So that's the only reason the streets couldn't take me out. So I kept following that road. Because that's the road that kept me and preserved me every bad mistake that I made. You you had faith uh, and you had teachings mm-hmm. from your household before mm-hmm. you went out there. Things were installed in you already. Very important. Grew up in the Baptist church. Um, mm-hmm. 
Don't even remember really none of the stuff, but just being in church a whole bunch of times, right? Mm-hmm. But on, on 55th, man, and uh, Othaway, it was called Gladstone Baptist Church, bro. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, I remember sitting in there, man, right in the hood and going to church, was excited <laughs> about it, loved the word of God as a kid. And then all of a sudden, we moved to EC in 1985. So I'm not from EC. Yeah. I was born up on Buckeye area. Yeah. Moved to EC, 85, third grade. And Chambers, I come over there. They're like, who is this dude tall? It was only like one or two other dudes that was tall right. in, the, in the, the third grade. And immediately, man... I got into a lot of trouble as a child because I started fighting every day. Mm-hmm. And I was only fighting because didn't nobody know me. You know what I'm saying? Didn't nobody know me. And I got jumped a lot, bro. I got into a lot of fights. I learned how to fight by getting jumped. Only <laughs> because people didn't know, know who, who you I were. Was. But when I look at my life, I was rejected. Christ was rejected. Mm. I was spit on. Christ got spit on. I got whooped. I got beat up. Christ got whooped. He got beat up, right? So it's so real. When I really look back on from the time I moved in EC in 85 to the time I was supposed to graduate in 95, all the time that I could have, my life could have ended. He kept me for my purpose. You know, I I got I had you on. Had you come on for a reason because I knew you have a story. Mm-hmm. It's the truest street recovery story. Um, we come from the same city, so I know for sure uh, everybody that come from that city mm-hmm. have uh, our stories like everybody else, but our story isn't, mm-hmm. you know, because we had so much uh, as an education, I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, all we had to do was just take care of business, man. Stay focused. That's all we had. And we had so many superstar athletes, man. The best, bro. Oh, uh, you we know. We have our own NBA team with all the all, oh, man. all the legends and some of the greatest ab- athletes, football, baseball, basketball, that i ever seen in my life, bro. Regular old normal dudes just gifted. Just gifted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if they wasn't athletic, they were very intelligent. Mm-hmm. Uh, this – you know, we came from down the way, yeah. moved out there. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing this, mm-hmm. you know, it was new to us, you know, nice neighborhood. And overnight, it's back to sure. reality. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think a lot of uh, people ever witnessed something like that, mm-hmm. you know. Brother, let's go into the ministries, prison ministries that you uh, mm-hmm. you got going on. Talk about it. So, I am a chaplain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, chaplains have the grace, the authority, and the badge to go into the prisons, the school systems, and even into the hospitals to pray with people, pray mm-hmm. for people. And so because I have three penitentiary numbers, mm-hmm. I done been locked up several times where I go in there and say, God, I'm ready, pick my Bible up. As soon as they open them gates on my release date, I pick my gun right back up. I'm right back down on Hayden. Mm. So... I made so many different mistakes, but like I said, his grace kept me, right? Yeah. But see, now I understand what my problem was. My problem was I went in. The time that I had, I didn't have a plan to come out. Mm. I didn't have a plan. So all I knew was to go right back. Remember what we talked about? You cannot do nothing new if you don't have, you a, don't plan. have a plan. And if you don't have a plan for nothing new, what are you going to do? You're going to go back situation. to what you're familiar to. Yep. You're going to go back to the old because that's all you 
No. And so the last time I got out, I remember it to a T, man. I had I had just got out, man, and I said, I'm about to go to church and I'm about to serve God. And it happened. Yeah. But before that happened, I went right back to drinking fifths of Hennessy, smoking water again, hustling, and uh, shooting on New Year's Eve, busting out whole clips and feeling like I'm the man. I'm on top of the world like Scarface. Man, I just couldn't see that I was a man of God in the making. And God was extracting that old man out of me so that the new man can come forth so that I can step into my assignment and my calling that he had for me, right? Mm -hmm. But I had to go through my process. Mm -hmm. There's no way around it. You can't jump the fence. You can't cut a hole in the wall to climb through it. So whatever route that you're on, whoever you may be listening, whatever route that you're on, stay the course as long as that route is leading you in the right direction. Um, I almost forgot the question you asked me because I'm a preacher. I love to talk. No, do, What's the question? It's prison ministry. Okay, prison ministry. So I've been there. Mm -hmm. I know what they need. Mm -hmm. I know my failure coming in and out of prison three times, even being in, in, in the county jail for six months. Really, mm -hmm. I had four numbers. But, they, you know, they don't give you a number to go in the county. But the scripture says where there's no vision, the people perish, right? Mm -hmm. The word perish don't mean die. The word perish mean go back. So if you can't see where you're going, the only way you're going to go is back to that same familiar place because what's in front of you is unfamiliar. You can't see nothing. So you literally got to do it by faith. If you don't have no faith, you can't move forward. You come across a lot of people uh, in, the, in, the, in the system mm -hmm. that don't have a clue. When they come to you, what is it that they come to you uh, with, uh, the issues or, you know, what is it that they come to you with? Because a lot of them don't know. Well, we go in there and preach the gospel to them, make sure they get their life to Christ, right? Mm -hmm. But ultimately, no, they don't know. But what I wish I would have did was established a real relationship with him while I was in there. And mm -hmm. that's, that's what I tell them. I don't have the answer for everything. Mm -hmm. I can only share my story, my experience with the wisdom that I have or give them the scripture, which gives them power to change and go in the right direction, right? Yeah. So a lot of them come and say, man, I got this much time left. I say, okay, you know, a miracle can happen where you don't have to do the rest of that 10-year sentence. Just pray. Yeah. So prayer is the key to the yes. open door. Yes. Right? I agree. And and so, but I get guys that that come to me and say, "Man, what you said during your half an hour while you were speaking, it blessed me. It spoke right to my to my situation." But see, my thing now is a reentry program type system that God put on my heart. Mm -hmm. When they come out, they need to be discipled. When they come out, if you a believer, when you come out of there, you can't just go to church or whatever you believe in while you're in there and then come out and stop. Because mm -hmm. if you create that that system where your faith is being developed and then you just stop, your growth going to stop. Mm -hmm. And you will be, what's the word? Malnutritious mm -hmm. to where you're not growing no more. And the whole goal is for us to grow, grow, to be developed so we can become that man that we supposed to be. So a lot of these brothers, good hearts, good plan for their life. But if they, if they don't make a plan to succeed, then they immediately plan to fail. And it's easy to uh, come back out 
and jump back into the same old tricks that got you in the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all got family members that just go back to doing mm-hmm. the same old thing. Yep. You know, it, it, and it's one of those things where uh, a lot of us, we're not listening to the mothers. Mm. The mothers are the ones who are suffering the most. Mm -hmm. Either they're taking care of your kids, they're taking care of your finances, and they're also trying to take care of your brothers and sisters or Mm -hmm. whatever the situation. Mm -hmm. But mother's period, where it's your mom, your kid's mom. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's get into this because this is – I wanted to speak to you about Mm -hmm. this personally. Dick Gregory, the Mm -hmm. uh, comedian, as you know, uh, he always said the strongest thing in this country was the black woman in the black church. Mm -hmm. Black church, let's get into that one. Do you think they're strong as they used to be uh, as, you know, they once were? Um. The black church always been strong, mm-hmm. but has the ability to grow stronger if we... This is a very great question, brother. And this is something that's been on my heart, too. The black church has the ability to grow stronger if we exercise the whole Bible. Let me tell you why. The Baptists go to John the Baptist, and they stop. So they believe in baptism. Mm-hmm. Right. That's they one of their greatest tools, which baptism is a prerequisite for being born again. OK. When your household shall be saved and baptized. Right. But if you believe in your heart, if you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, then you could be born again. I always mm-hmm. put it like this. A guy on death row, if he don't get in the water and get baptized, you think God won't let him in the gates because he's a believer in his son. He can have entry. Right. Yeah. But the black church, if we exercise the whole Bible up to the book of Acts mm-hmm. with the power of the Holy Spirit. Not not every black church, because there's yeah. some powerful black churches out here, some powerful Pentecostals. Some, there's some powerful Baptist churches out here who believe in the whole Bible, who exercise the gifts of the Spirit. Yeah. So everything I'm about to tell you, I can point, to, point it well, to. I know you can. In, That's the, in, the, in the scripture, right? <laughs> but the church in general, if we understand that the church is still being built on the apostolic and the prophetic. That's the scripture, mm-hmm. right? If, if we understand that God wants his people to be healed and healing is a gift, yes, that's in yes, the scripture. Yes. If if God understand that he want us to strengthen, that if, if, if people understand that God want us to strengthen, encourage, and, com- and comfort people to push them forward to their destiny, and that's when he gives a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, or a prophetic message to somebody that we can speak not even knowing nothing about this particular person, yeah. then you can speak something to encourage that person to keep going. Because a lot of people is not getting encouraged and becoming strong from just hearing a preacher preach an old average word every Sunday or every Wednesday night. We need more. People need to see Jesus. How do you see Jesus? By demonstrating the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, this is why this is why I had that, because I knew you was going to come with it on that answer. Uh, yes, we know the black woman is, you know, powerful. Uh, one of the best things in this country. And it seems like uh, the image of the black woman through the hip hop music mm-hmm. 
it seems like it's starting to come down, diminish. Because, mm. you know, at one point Absolutely. in time, you know, we had, uh, you know, our uh, black woman image, mm. uh, the Living Single pro uh, program back in yeah. the 90s. Yeah. Uh, you know, you had this, this black woman magic, mm. you know, that was at its height. And mm -hmm. here it comes uh, down, down, mm. down. And it's through the music. Um, Where it starts. I don't know. Uh, 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 we 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 sit here and we have these conversations about uh, how this music is taking us down. Mm -hmm. At the same time, this music supports for every artist. Mm -hmm. It supports maybe fifteen to twenty families to do something uh, positive and great. But at the same, because they're providing jobs. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, how many uh, people are dying behind it? Behind. Let me it. say this too, bro. So it's the music, but it's not the music alone. Mm -hmm. If I listen to a song while I'm sober, I don't get the same effect from that song while I'm sober. Mm -hmm. But if I'm smoking some Kush, that song becomes a part of me. If I'm drinking some Hennessy, which used to be my favorite, right? <laughs> that song becomes a part of me. I start mm -hmm. doing what I hear. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So under the influence of drugs and alcohol and under the, watch this, and under the influence of a demonic spirit altogether, what? This is why they say they're what? on demon time. Hello, somebody. What that mean? Yeah. They willing to allow him to be their master and they'll do whatever he say. I'm on Jesus' clock, baby. I'm on Jesus' time. <laughs> I got the Holy Spirit. We got the Holy Spirit once you accept Christ, right? Yeah. So he lead us as to what to do and what not to do. So I'm here to serve him. He saved me from dying in the streets when them demons was trying to kill me. Mm -hmm. Why was they trying to kill me? Because they saw that, hey, this brother going to come out, out of these streets and he going to recover from these streets, street recovery. Mm -hmm. He going to recover from these streets and he going to be a threat to us. You know, that's the ultimate comeback. Mm -hmm. When you go ahead and uh, all your addictions, you can just do away with. Mm -hmm. And you look back and you say, well, what was all that about that I went through? I got an answer for that, too. <laughs> Please. Uh, every struggle, every weakness, every addiction, everything I went through was for my ministry. Break it down for you. PCP, smoked it, sold it. Crack cocaine, sold it. Never smoked it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, right? Thank God. Was a weed head, popped a couple pills, yeah. tried coke one time, didn't like it. Just yeah. being honest. This, this, this is my story. This, yeah. So now I can minister to the weed head, mm -hmm. the alcoholic, mm -hmm. the dude. Uh, they got the pills in this pocket. The dude got, got the bag of coke. Why? Because I've been through it. Mm -hmm. How can somebody get you delivered from something that they've never been through? So certain preachers can't minister to certain dudes in the street because they didn't never walk down that road. So my life, bro, from the time I dropped out of school from 17 all the way up until 30-something, when I, when I literally was ready to change and give my life to him, he was developing my ministry by everything that I went through, went through, everything I struggled from, and everything that he brought me out of. Is this the reason why uh, 
the nation of Islam is so uh, I'm not not just powerful, but mm-hmm. so right mm-hmm. because they have people that been through mm-hmm. these things and they enter them through the ministries and everything mm-hmm. to reach out with people. Mm-hmm. Why is it that uh, our Christian community is not taking a picture? Uh, I'm not saying all, mm-hmm. but it just seems like uh, Nation of Islam is more successful at cleaning up our people than our Christian community uh, at times. You know why? Why? Because they agree. Mm. They agree. Mm. Whoever this, what's his name, Farrakhan? Yeah. And some of the other leaders, they come up with the manifest, with the mandate, they put it out there, and they got people who willing to say, yes, sir. You see what I'm saying? Yes, yes. But we up on, in the church, we up under this hyper grace. I ain't got to go to church. I ain't got to serve. Mm-hmm. I ain't got to tie. I don't have to do all of these things, right? Mm-hmm. So they literally look at the Bible and say, okay, I'm going to do just this part right here. But then they miss the principle and they miss the blessing that was tied to serving. Mm. I sat behind the scenes, bro, for seven years without being seen, working in a sound booth in a church with, with an atmosphere almost like this. Yeah. Controlling stuff, working the camera, and doing stuff like that, but did not know that I've worked behind the camera because he was preparing me to be in front of the camera. You know, your story and your success, uh, it, 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 you know, it's it's something that um, need to be spoke of more. You know, like you said, you write the book, uh, do it, man, do it. A lot of our young folks as well are reading more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not going to say, you know, they're out here causing havoc because there's a lot of folks, you know. A lot of young folks are doing right. Mm-hmm. Um, your story needs to be told. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our our last guests, you know, he went through it. Mm-hmm. And he's out on top, uh, him and his crew, helping the community. And, you know, it's amazing to see when – when folks, you know, recover from this street shit, excuse my words, and uh, they go and repair the community and the mm-hmm. people. That's what it's all about. What it's all about. You know, That's why I'm still in East Cleveland. Hey, man. <laughs> That's why I'm repair, still right in the hood yeah. where it's all good, right? Yeah. But now the same streets that I helped tear up, mm-hmm. we rebuild them like you just said. The repair of the breach is what the scripture calls it. So... The exact same place where I did dirt at, now he sent me back with the broom and the dustpan. <laughs> Ain't the, that something? Sweep it up, clean it clean up, it up, minister to the people, try my best to feed the people, help the people, support the people. Not mm-hmm. because I'm sorry for what I did, but yes, I was sorry for what I did because I repented. You had to right your wrong. Yes. I repented to him. And he said, it's okay because I'm going to send you back. Mm-hmm. But you're going to be more effective working for me than you were when you was out there there. because I'm going to use you to build. I'm going to use you to encourage. I'm going to use you to help. I'm going to use you to lead people to me. We was leaders in the world when we was in darkness. Mm -hmm. I could make four, five phone calls and get two, three cars full of dudes. And we often to be on Hennessy and water Mm -hmm. and going to the strip club and out here, whatever we wanted to do that particular night. So if I could lead back then, why can't I lead now? Oh, you you, you definitely <laughs> can lead now. Definitely, you know. Man, let's switch it to this. Uh, 
we got this thing on here mm-hmm. where uh, we talk about when you got your big money, first thing you did when you had your big money, where did you go do or what did you go and buy? I ain't got it yet. <laughs> in the streets. <laughs> we oh, was in the streets, okay, man. Listen. <laughs> man, listen, man. Uh, it's coming. Mm. But back then, when I started making money, bro, and I was never the man. Yeah. I was never rolling like that. I was never the one that you can, you know, I could point you to the man. Right, right. But I was never the man, man, like that, right? Yeah. So literally, but back then, all we wanted was an ounce bottle of PCP. Mm. A couple ounces of weed, a car with some sounds and rims. There That's all we is. wanted. And 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 every girl that our heart desired back then. We would do what we had to do. You would I mean, like literally, it was in those days, we was into, you know, uh uh I'm 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 gonna get her. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right, right. So like literally, um seeing something, wanting something, and trying to come up with a plan. To go get it, get it yeah. right? So, but our desires, here's the thing, bro. Outside of God, we chasing everything the wrong way that we'll get in God. Mm-hmm. That's deep. Outside of him, we chasing to make the money to become the boss in the streets. Why? Because in him, we're entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Outside of God, we chase and have all these women to fulfill whatever we want them to do because in him, we're going to have that wife that's going to do, that's going to be our help and supply our every need according to that woman being in our life, right? Yeah. So look at it like that. Outside of him, we chase and get what we want in our own effort. But if we come to him, inside of him, in him, he give it to us. (laughs) <laughs> so how much stuff is he holding in his hands for some of our listeners right now? All you got to do is go to him. But if you seek his face, he'll give you what's in his hand. You know, brother, <laughs> this is why you're heading to another direction in life. You know, you got the show on WOVU, uh, Holy, uh, excuse me, Holy, Holy Hip Hop show. show. It's about to come on in seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I'm familiar with, you know, with the uh, program over mm-hmm. there because of the people that I'm connected with, mm-hmm. with the uh, gospel world, mm-hmm. my sister and everybody. Okay. Um, you, you're in the right space over there, man. Yeah. You know, you, you keep pushing and yeah. you, trust me, you're in, the, you're in a good company over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I love it down there, man. Great people, man, mm-hmm. who really concerned and who really love you and who really care, and they show you that. It's a positive vibe over Absolutely. there. Absolutely. All the way around the board, man. Man, look, you've you been what? Uh, you've been making music for the last, what, how long? I started. So in the world, here we go, right? In the world, <laughs> it was the Platinum Boys. Okay. Then I came over to the kingdom. And uh, they, they, I got below tattooed on my arm, which really, when I studied out below, it meant hell, oh. shield, the place of the dead, under. Didn't know what East Cleveland was naming me, but then when I came to the Lord, He changed my name to Obedient. Mm. A lot of people think Ob, Obedient means to be perfect, 
that mm-hmm. I do everything that God say. No man is perfect, right? But we're on the road to perfection, right? Yeah. But obedient just means to be submissive. Yes, Lord, I do the best that I can do with what you want me to do. Don't mean I'm going to be perfect, but my heart is right to obey mm-hmm. his principles and to do what he want me to do. So I went from below, <laughs> under, hell, the place of the dead, to being to becoming submissive to his plan, purpose, and his will for my life. Below to of, obedient. You rose out of the dead. Yeah. You rose yeah. from the dead. Yeah. He did it for me, man. I don't I don't take no credit for nothing. Only thing I that I would take credit for is but he dealt with my heart for me to lift my hands. Your first uh your first EP was what, two two thousand twenty two or twenty one for my, the Christian. My first music? Oh no, I got man, my first album what? was two thousand Eight, 2009? No, I'm talking about the the your change. We ain't talking. That's that. I'm talking about the new. You talking about Christian? Christian, rap. yes. 2000, 2009. You gotta look so it up. This long? Yeah. Wow. So when we came out of from being the Platinum Boys in 2004, five, somewhere six, somewhere back in there, I immediately when I came to the light and I came yeah. to Christ, He filled me with His Spirit. I started writing Christian rap music. My first album was 2009, called "Spirit Up, Flesh Down," man, and it, it just got so many different great songs on it with a lot of different local artists from the hood too. And then I went from "Spirit Up, Flesh Down." I dropped a couple singles after that, and then I did a project after that called. Begin again, destined to win. Cause I had stopped making albums. I was just dropping mm-hmm. singles. So I went from Spirit Up Flesh Down to Begin Again, Destined to Win. Now, if you look me up, Brian OB, o- Obedient, Brian OB, Obedient on um on Apple Music, mm-hmm. YouTube Music, and all of that, man, you'll see I got like 14 songs I, that I did yeah. in the past two years. The, I, that's that's what I wanted to cut on. Mm-hmm. Your work ethic. Mm-hmm. You pushing, you pushing, you pushing. Um, it, it, it's it's one of them things where um, I always, you know, go after my guests when they're doing great. You know, I can see you uh, being greater than what you are because the Christian hip-hop uh, is moving in a heck of a – it's moving in a heck of a way. Uh, a lot of people like Lecrae. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know the – I know to- Toby Nwigwe did mm-hmm. a few things, yeah. and these are guys that are at a they up there, man. They're up there through this. They rapping the twenty thousand people. Uh, stadiums, oh man, football stadiums, basketball arenas full of people, but they got a whole another level of accountability too. Yes. Now, why is it that let's let's take this? People see their success and their mm-hmm. height. Why is it that uh, a lot of us? Uh, not us, but a lot of artists want to stay on the low frequency music and not have that success that they're having. Why they want to stay focused on this? It's and another. St- it's a. It's another level of responsibility. The scriptures say, "To whom much is given, much is required." So if God make you a millionaire and you a selfish dude, mm-hmm. and God will tell you, "Go feed them people, get them twenty thousand dollars." Go give to this shelter. Give them thirty thousand dollars, and you sitting back like, God gave me a million dollars. I ain't about to. Well, I first and foremost, the biggest problem, the biggest mistake. I made this million dollars. Mm. Whatever way you made the money, He gave you the gift 
or the get, thoughts yes. or yeah. the business idea or the opportunity to make it. Yes. And that 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 could be the first downfall and failure for somebody successful in or out the kingdom yeah. without acknowledging God. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I got this idea. I got this blueprint. I got this business. I got this music. Mm-mm. So the first thing that I understand that I have to do, he brought me out the streets. He kept me. He preserved me. I got his spirit. The breath that I breathe belongs to him, right? So whatever come in my way, I'm going to thank him and praise him, whether it's one-on-one sitting here with, with you or yeah. in front of 30,000 people in a arena when they hear my testimony and my music. My testimony is more powerful than my music. Let me say that. Yes. I'm not the best rapper. No, I'm not the best test- at yeah. anything. Yeah. Let me humble myself publicly because I don't want people to think, oh, he the man. No, 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 no. I'm the man. <laughs> you know, rising up out of uh, the city, uh, this, and we're talking about the old East Cleveland of the uh, early 2000s and 90s mm-hmm. and 80s. It was something special to see. And at the same time, it was something uh, drastic. Mm-hmm. You know, it was costly. We lost a lot of friends, uh, very good people, mm-hmm. intelligent people. Um, let's go to this one. Uh, one of the worst things you've seen out dealing with the streets. Oh, man. In the hood life, man. I got I said I got I got so many stories. One day meeting a dope man, shaking his hand, telling him I'll holler at him tomorrow. The next day, I, I ride down a street and he lay dead on the street. You know, somebody shot him. Um being with my best friend at eight o'clock, and he asked me to go with him, and I said no. He got on my car at eight o'clock, he was dead at nine o'clock, and I could have been right there with him. That's the worst of the worst right there, bro. That's the worst of the worst. That's the worst thing that happened to me in the streets, losing my best friend. And uh, he went to Shaw High School with us, man. Was mm-hmm. a great guy. Was uh, one of the class clowns, the one that can make you laugh. But his heart was so pure, and he loved the people that was uh, within our circle. All we did yeah. was play basketball. And and, and then yeah. when, when we got older, we, we used to smoke and drink and play basketball. <laughs> so yeah. it was still yeah. the same things. But that right there messed me up. And at the time it happened, I was in transition and didn't even know it. So I had gave my life to Christ in the year 2000 and went back to the block when I didn't have enough root to be grounded, to stand. See, I made a big mistake by walking away from God. Mm-hmm. But in the midst of me being under the will of God, he allowed me to go back to show me that that door and that old life is coming to an end. I got a new man Mm -hmm. that I want you to become. And now you got to go through this process for me to develop you, to get you ready. But the streets, it's only two ways it's going to end if you don't come out of it, brother. And I didn't, you know, bro, I'm telling you, man, I didn't see so many people, boom, with them one day, boom, 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 boom. Like, oh my God, like literally, like how... Can this even happen? Or either getting locked up with uh with uh, football numbers and you never see them again unless you nope. go in there and uh, <clears throat> visit them, man. But Christ is the way, man. He's the only way out, man. You know, uh, a lot of the homies, you know, we they're, they're here just like you here. You know, we live and learn from it and we move on in life. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the same time, we have to wonder, 
how blessed we are to still be here. Yeah, uh, for sure. Because it could have uh, it could have went another way for us. Mm-hmm. My brother, what you got coming up, man? Let the people know what's man, going so on with you. We working on the Holy Hip Hop Nation, man. Shout out to my pastor, Chief Apostle Joseph Prude, and my church, New Hope Fellowship Church. Love y'all. Salute. Um, man, so we got the Holy Hip Hop Nation. Um, the Holy Hip Hop Nation, God gave that to my pastor years ago. He put it on the shelf. He didn't have the time. He was in, so involved in ministry. He put it on the shelf, but he knew immediately when God gave it to him that he was, I think, like 50-something years old at mm-hmm. that time that he really couldn't do it. He So he literally put it there and stored it up. Now, if you look in the scripture, when, when uh, David went to go see, I think it was Saul, uh, no, no, no. When David went to go see, not not even David, Saul went to go see the prophet and he had a portion for him, mm-hmm. right? So when I got to my pastor, he had a portion on the shelf waiting for me and said, here, this is for you, right? So we got wow. the Holy Hip Hop Nation. We got the Holy Hip Hop Nation Network. We got HolyHipHopNation.com. That's the website. We on the Prophetic Network, bro. The Holy Hip Hop Show is on there. We on WOVU.org, 95.9 um, FM. Every Saturday, 2 to 4 p.m. It's actually playing right now. We on there with the Holy Hip Hop Show. Man, we are um, just, we plan on branching out to different cities and, and different states and going to it, different, different churches, it. setting up hubs to have other people lead it as we draw it up, as we led by God. Let's talk, let's talk about this right quick before we head out. Mm-hmm. Are the churches accepting Christian hip hop more, or are they kind of how how is that going, bro? It's getting better now. Good. Um, certain churches, very religious back yeah. in the day, you put a beat on it. Turn that off. Turn that off. Get that devil mint out of here. But this is how this is what I don't understand. The beat alone before the before you even say anything over the microphone, the beat the. When the the base the tra- don't they know God created that? If you want your church, you you want the young people. You always talk about the young people not into church. This is what's going to bring the young people to the church you and keep your there church going. You go. That's why I'm grateful for the church that I'm at, New Hope Fellowship Church, bro. Yeah. We have flaggers, we have mimers, we have mm-hmm. dancers. We have spoken word, Christian hip hop, poetry, everything, worshipers. You could, man, God can show you something in a dream and you can come grab the microphone and share that dream. You see what I'm saying? A lot of, and this is what I was talking this about. This is what, yeah, this is what's needed. Yeah. Exercising the whole Bible. Everything we talk about, see, the book of Psalms is raps. <laughs> David was the first rapper. <laughs> see, the book this of is- Psalms is poetry. <laughs> It's rap. It's prophetic music. What we do with with the Holy Hip Hop Nation. God gave him that stuff to write. There's an anointing that came on David to write. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So when you got God and you got that pen and that paper in front of you, if you ask him, he'll tell you what to write. And you would think it's you, but it's him in you or him through you with with his hand on, on, on that pen. That's how my music comes to pass now. As I lean on him, he lean on my pen. You know, I knew this was going to be a pretty dope interview. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> you, know? you, man. I, hey, man, look, when I seen you, I say, this brother, oh, I got to have him. I got to get him on. You, 
I know. I didn't, you know, we didn't hang out much. Mm-hmm. But I know you from the city. Yeah. And I know you got a story and yeah. I know the crew. You know. Good brother. Where can these yeah. people reach out to you at? So I'm on Facebook at Brian OB. Um, B-R-I-A-N space O-B. I'm on IG at B-R-Y underscore O dot B. You can also go to the website, holyhiphopnation.com. One word, holyhiphopnation.com. You can email me at uh, obedientbrian at gmail.com. Uh, you can call the Holy Hip Hop Nation number to get in contact with me, 1-888-386-1822. Come directly to my phone, 1-888-386-1822. If you want me to come to your church, come to your event and minister, call that number, and we can link up as long as it's kingdom. My man, uh, I knew you was going to kill it and give the true street recovery story. Yeah. Here it is, Brian O.B., Street Recovery, we out, y'all. We out. Hey, uh, <laughs> anytime somebody from the city. <laughs>